in this episode of Man vs. Marriage. It might be goulash, but we're going to talk about needs. Don't run off. We're going to talk about needs again, but not what you may be thinking. We'll be right back. To die, your humble servant, the Q Dog, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, say a salutation to those who are listening. What's up? What's up? Okay, it's time. It's time for us to get into this particular show. And uh, I want to start off the program by saying if you listen and there's a positive effect, effect on your life, please go do a five-star rating for us. Helps to broaden the platform. That's the part you can do to pay this show forward, as well as sharing it with a friend. Don't forget the email address, Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. That's man versus marriage, MVSMpodcast.com. And with that, today we are going to talk about needs. I think we're going to get in a, a little bit as well. We're going to get into some of the feedback we have for each other some of the experiences we've been going through because we have been faithful to doing our check-ins as we promised um, a few weeks ago when we took inventory and we had let each other down. We'd let our marriage down by not doing the, the proper, the proper check-ins. Um, and there's some episodes on the horizon, one that we're going to do called Triggers. I can't wait to get into that. That's, uh, that's for one of our faithful listeners um, and you might not like my take, and that's okay, but we're going to get down to that. We have uh, some other shows that are coming as well, so stay tuned, and remember our goal for the first quarter of this particular year, and that's to get video coming to you guys, which I'm excited about, because uh, I think it's really going to do a lot to enhance the brand and the platform and meet more marriages where they are so they can decide to grow. Okay, honey. What? Our needs episode. Um, do you recall last week talking about what your needs were and what you needed them, what you needed to get from them? Um, yeah, because I actually went into my journal and had to uh, make some notes because some things connected for me. Now I have to find where I put the notes. Hold on. <clears throat> That's fine, but when you talk, talk into the microphone. Well, so I moved it, so sorry. So people can hear you. It feels like it's going up my nose. I don't like it. <laughs> um, do 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 do. Yeah, I remember they were pretty much the same. I mean, quality time was forty percent of mine. Um, my love languages, and then uh, that went into like needing time to myself, needing time with just you, um, needing to get away from things and just focus on what's in the moment having experiences things like that um and then physical touch which most of that is met i think the only time that's not met is when you're working away from home yeah but our kids are are pretty affectionate right now too because i think the closer they get to that step in life where they start moving out the more they kind of start hugging on mom and dad <laughs> yeah I think the primary driver right now with where you are in this particular uh, point 
at this particular point in your life is, you know, you we we kind of lined it out that you need to know that you matter, that you're a priority, you need to know that you're safe and that you're provided for. And then we look at, you know, you having sort of a, a lack of connection here where we've moved in Texas just because we're not surrounded by family and, and friends. Um, and then looking at the primary driver, I hate to say it like this because it seems like it's a like a business meeting, but it's not. <laughs> uh, the, qual- the, the primary driver of feeling like you're a priority and that you matter um, is quality time. That's the language that it is spoken through. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, the peace and quiet to recharge, uh, the one-on-one time Some of that, too, me. I'm discovering is, like, having the time to read or journal or study or work on my writing. It's like tho- those times are my quality time because I, I have a sole focus and I don't have to be um, – I'm not, it's not that I'm not needed, but someone else can fill in the gap for a little while so I can focus on things that are important and matter to me, that are a part of me, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. Um, so, one-on-one time with, with me, with the girls, with your friends, uh, quality time, you know, as far as like through experiences with us as a family, and then quality time to pursue your hobby and your health and things of that nature. So the, it's really cool because once you become aware of something, it's like uh, Ed Milet teaches about your reticular activated activating system. You become aware of stuff, so then you start to notice it more. And I think with you and I, I look at it and I go, well, we decided that we were kind of letting ourselves down. We were not checking in like we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first one might have been a, a little bit clunky, even though we had some pretty deep discussions uh, might have been a little clunky but the more that we do it the more we understand what our needs are and that you you kind of know in in the back of your mind when we take the time to be intentional about checking in that we are meeting the needs that we have asked one another it's like this is important to me this is valuable to me and so we're meeting those needs and the more we do it the more momentum that we pick up, which is outstanding because we need momentum, as much momentum for the jump that we're about to, we're getting ready to make. What is that jump? We're not sure, but yeah. we know there's a jump coming. Um, Yeah, we, we are both kind of in a place now where um, I think we're learning some things about ourselves. We're learning some things about each other and um, we're shaking off some old, um, for lack of a better term, mindsets, things that we've been taught over the years that we've kind of held on to for so long. And it's like, you know, maybe, maybe that needs to be tweaked a little bit. Or maybe we just didn't have the full understanding of it mm-hmm. at the time. And um, now we're stepping into that. So we're, we're not really sure. We, we have a general direction. We'll put it that way. We have a general direction. We don't have an exact timeline, but we have kind of a, a rough idea of where we would like the timeline to be. Now, you know, God has a way of screwing with my plans, so I'm just going to leave it as generalized because as soon as I say on this date, it's like Texas weather. It just changes whenever it wants to. Mm-hmm. So, um, But I think we're in a place now where both of us are 
kind of realizing um, we're, we're coming into the fullness of what we've been working on for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited for it. I don't I don't know exactly all the details yet, but the the quality time and being able to have my study time and my journaling and um, really sticking to a routine has been a huge help just in, in um, keeping my head clear, keeping me from reacting to things, you know, not not really um, just jumping into situations with the kids or with, you know, when a phone call comes and you have to pay a bill and things like that. I'm, I'm a little more um, responsive and less reactive, which is good. Well, the only way you can really know that like I told you in the discussion we were having, if, is if circumstances in life bring you opportunities to see if you're going to react or respond. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you can kind of grade yourself on, you know, not necessarily it's a pass or fail, but to look and say, okay, well, I know it. Now I have to do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And so I got to thinking after, I, I felt like the episode that we did previous to this was very powerful talking about needs. And I am asking our listeners, after hearing that episode, to send me some information so that I I would like to know what you found out about your needs. And when you had this discussion with your your spouse, you know, guys, you have this discussion with your wife. What did you find out about her? Using our framework, (coughs) we gave it to you there. Now, what if you find yourself and you, you find out what your needs are, but now... You don't necessarily have the courage to share that with your wife because you think she's going to reject you. Because a lot of times, guys feel rejected from their wife, and then they don't know how to respond from that, how to go back again until you learn more about your relationship. Are you struggling there? Well, that's something that we want to know. We want to know your current experience and how we can help you make that better. So once we were talking about those things, I I got to thinking about it because I was taking some time to reflect. Don't even remember where I was, but I was taking some time to reflect, and I thought, well, if we know what our needs are individually, should we not have a short discussion about what our needs are for the both of us, for our marriage, so that we... We, we like are actively pouring into that as well. I think they line up together, but why not take a few minutes to talk about it so those who are participating in this, listening around the world, so they can do the same. Well, it's funny, now that you mentioned it, because when we first mentioned it, I was like, I don't know, what does our marriage need? And you said the same thing, I don't know. We're, but now that we're in it, it's like, okay, so... One of our things is we both said we need more time together because we're just, you know, with the work schedules and things like that, we hadn't been getting it. With you being off during the uh, Christmas time and and everything, and as much as people are complaining about the weather, I'm kind of happy about the weather because as long as the roads are a little bit icy, you won't be going anywhere for at least another couple (laughs) of days. But um, we did, with Christmas and your birthday and some things, we did start putting together some go away time mm-hmm. for the two of us um, to get away from just to get away from the house and spend some time ourselves just 
being married and having conversation and, you know, doing things married people do without kids behind the door. Um, yeah. That was a big need that we were, were seeing a lack of, which I think going forward, you and I need to better plan because um, summertime we get a lot of time together because we have the kids are home, they can help. And then when school starts back up, that fall season is, is kind of the turnaround season for you. And we tend to lose our time together. We, we have our, our hockey game and date nights, but it, it's not the same as our getaway nights. And um, I think we need to plan that better going into this coming fall. Like maybe um, in the summertime as we're going away and doing our things, let's start making it intentional. We're going to take this time away. And I know we, we're, it's kind of a, a balancing act because we have sports and things which take up weekend time, but um, we need to manage something in there this coming year and, and balance that out because we take about three to four months where we kind of, we just don't really get away time. Yeah. And I know it's not easy, but um, we, we need to come up with something <coughs> there so that we, this time going forward, we don't have that gap. Because that gap really takes a toll on us every time. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that we need to look at. Well, that's why I was insistent upon kind of starting. Like, there's no way to do it all at once. Some of you got to flesh out. Yeah. That's why I started, you know, weeks ago talking like, let's let's take inventory to see where we are. I think the landscape this coming, like the fall of this year, is going to look different, so there will be different opportunities because, you know, during last fall, um, we had football, but I was also teaching three girls how to drive. Well, that, and we had um, all three girls were doing cross-country in some way or form, so we were involved in that, and that was pretty much either a Friday or a Saturday, and then on top of that, we had, you know, other things that were going on on the weekend. We, we Saturdays from August to December are pretty well a lock. So trying to plan a getaway, knowing that Saturdays are already taken is difficult yeah. because that's a, a major priority. So, so it, all we have to do is get a little bit more creative. But the, and like I say, that's why I like to, I try to look forward to where we want to be. And then just understanding how how much different our life is going to continue to get over the next couple of years. Um, well, and the only one that's going to be in high school next year is going to be driving. So mm-hmm. that eliminates a few things because we don't have to worry about getting people to and from. And, you know, if we have to miss something, it's not going to be the end of the world if we have to, you know. Well, I mean, we can we can take it as it comes. And then also, once that something is over then we can go out of town. It doesn't yeah. have to be very far. So knowing that, I kind of made a few notes before we got started just talking about, you know, you needed quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation. Those are the languages that speak into uh, you and your needs. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are, you know, what fill your needs. Those are the mechanisms that you use. And for me, I need faith. I need connection. I need to know that, what I'm doing matters and that it makes a difference. And then I need to continue to invest in my health mm-hmm. and my connection. Obviously part of that's driven by my faith, but that's also 
driven by my family and how better to do to have connection than through quality time. Mm-hmm. So I looked at that and I said, okay, well, quickly, if I could jot it down and look, this episode doesn't need to be earth shattering. <laughs> if, if you go through 270 something episodes, there's some major aha moments that we've had together and we have shared that come from our experience. But like I'm learning right now, everything doesn't have to be an aha moment. It needs to be small, consistent action to change. And that's what's going to drive this for us. So I said, hey, what does your marriage need? Talking to myself in the third person, (laughs) which is awesome. As individuals, faith, connection, quality time, passion projects, which we both have. um, And that's because we are creative. So I should probably write that on there. Creative. Creativity. We need that as an outlet for ourselves. Um, And then to make an impact. And there's probably more. But we need to make sure... Maybe not necessarily that everything is getting fed all at the same time, but to me, to me, I kind of look at this and I can actually make it in stages. Like if you had, you know, a waterfall and it begins with faith and it's feeling each body of water as it goes down and each one has enough water, you know, it's keeping it full. Nothing is stopping it up so the other. The other bodies of water are not getting what is necessary. If you understand the, if mm-hmm. I'm properly painting the picture for you, and so if we do that, what is what is it going to, what is going to drive this for us? And it's what I'm talking to some of the guys about behind the scenes. It's about being very mindful. It's what I've talked about for years, which is being intentional, living on purpose, for. A purpose. You have to decide what that purpose is in your life. For us, this marriage thing is one of the best parts of our life. We love it. We love what we've cultivated. We <coughs> love what we're doing. We're by no means are we perfect at it, um, but at the same time, we we love each other. We love what it's becoming, and so it looks to me like our our relationship needs as a whole um and i'm i'm combining ours together is uh faith connection quality time creativity and impactfulness um and then you know if you wanted to kind of sparse that out you could go in and i i need to i need to also add physical touch yeah I was kind of going to group that in with connection, but it needs to, it like needs to have its own thing because we need to. Yeah, because it's not all just the sexual connection. Right. And then the last thing is going to, that I'm going to add is health. And what does that look like? So we got one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. <laughs> How funny is that? Uh, we have eight things. Faith, connection, quality time, passion projects, creativity, making an impact, physical touch, and health. And those would be like our eight core values for our relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not that they're set in stone, but that's where we see this particular piece going. And so I think it's great to establish that. And, and those are things that we need to check on as we're doing our, our check-ins and taking inventory with each How is your faith? We've talked a lot about faith over the last couple months, more than we have in years. Mm-hmm. I mean, legitimately. Mm-hmm. And our, our conversation on the way to the hockey game the other night was better than a hockey game. Only because we got beat six to three, it was a great time at the hockey game. Don't it get was. me wrong, um, but through our faith, where we establish connections, um, and first is our our connection with our faith, but then our our connection with each other, and then that connection is through quality time, and then you know through our faith we are working on these pa- these passion projects, and we're connecting through that through creativity we're connecting with our faith it's all driven there to me that is the genesis of it is through faith because it's about your calling um and then with our faith our connection spending quality time working on passion projects being creative you know it makes an impact it just does and then we sow into each other sexual and un- in, in non-sexual physical touch and really the foundation you know or what puts that together like I say this is not in any order but you know our he- our health whether it's physical or mental health emotional health you know helps support this entire list of needs that we need we need for our relationship so when we do when we check in I think it's vital that we are asking, hey, how how is this? And maybe not, you know, we're gonna we're doing it once a week, so maybe we just touch on a couple of these, or what stands out to you, or, you know, what is it? How is this particular tank? Yeah. You know, is it full? Is this body of water got water in it, or is it all dried up? And what's driving that? And so we have some personal responsibility when it comes to our needs and what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And if if we pay attention to those things and we operate like we do what we're supposed to, we're faithful to maintaining our needs and building ourselves, then we can pour into each other within our relationship and our relationship needs will be met. So I'm I'm glad that we did like I say, it's just it's a quick episode because it's a conversation that needs to happen. But the power that this particular discussion can have, you know, connecting with the previous episode about our needs, man, it has a lot of power when you understand that, yes, you're an individual, but you also have a relationship that you need to nurture along. Well, and it's basically, I mean, when you really look at it, the basics are... You have to have the check-ins. When you have the check-ins, you'll start noticing things like, you know, the first couple of check-ins we had was just, how are you? Where are you at? What's going on in your life that, you know, what can I help with? But then some of our check-ins turn into, um, you know, what's going on with work? Where are you at in that? Where's your headspace? Because, um, I'll use the example, it's January. Most places like your job, you have new goals set for the year. You have new numbers coming in. We have new jobs coming in, new projects coming in, things of that nature. And it's like, okay, for us, 
because I know what that looks like every year. That was one of our check-ins was, okay, where are you right now with what's coming at you? What can I do on my end to make that easier for you? And sometimes it's as simple as I ju- you just need me to pray for something. Or sometimes it's um, I'm going to need to be away a little bit more. So this is where that conversation takes place to say, okay, I'm going to have to be away a little bit longer during these weeks. And it gives us that opportunity to discuss so that it doesn't hit as hard as it would if it was just like Monday and you said, okay, I have to leave on Wednesday and I'm not coming back until next Wednesday. That That's more than a speed bump for me. But that's kind of where these things are coming from is we're having the check-ins and then those check-ins are turning into multiple conversations. I mean, our last check-in, we went to breakfast and it, we had a little conversation, but then that whole day we spent together doing different things and each car ride when there was no one else in the car, it was like, okay, I'm not done with this conversation yet because the, we need to talk about this a little bit more. And it was an exciting conversation mm-hmm. for us. So it just carried over through that evening. And um, I think that's really the key thing for people to grab right now is have those check-ins because those check-ins are going to bring in pieces in the conversation where you're going to catch on to, um, you know, it might be that we're talking about one of our trips. I, I bought something for Quincy for his birthday this year, which is actually meant for us to go away, but it's more than that. It's an investment in you and it's people mm-hmm. that you look up to and who are a huge influence to you. And, um, I, I took it as more than just buying you a birthday present. I took it as we're going to spend time together. We're going to be investing in something that we both need. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be spending that whole day, that whole weekend, just chewing up and, and spitting out everything that we're going to get from this. But it meets a lot of our needs because we get our time away. So obviously we're getting our quality time. We're going to be away from the kids in a hotel room. So married people do married things. That's going to meet a need. But without listening to each other and hearing where we are, Mm -hmm. you don't catch that and go, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to just take this and do this real quick. Or, you know, it it might even be something as simple as you discover that you guys just like going somewhere for 20 minutes and sitting in a truck and having a coffee and talking without distraction. It makes a big difference and it's a small amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, just going along with, with, that theme of the conversation continuing throughout the day. Um, the thing you got me for my birthday is going to touch the dream mm-hmm. because it, I want to, I want to speak on a larger scale at conferences with people that are like-minded that want to build people that want to have a meaningful impact in people's lives. And I, I'm going to warn y'all right now. He's coming back with show ideas from this thing. <coughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't know if I will or not, but you know, the, that's, that's part of where, you know, the family famous avenue of this or the bridge starts to, to be built because some, sometime, you know, I'm just looking at it. We started as individuals, but we also started with our marriage. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I've started the podcast, and the next version of that is really is really focused on mentoring, training, and mentoring men on how to be famous in their family. Because I I thoroughly believe that 
if you do that, if you build fame within your family, um, it makes everybody in your home better. It makes everybody in your home, from your wife to your children, better as a leader in your home, as someone who's famous, um, because that's the true legacy that you leave. And, you know, you you being the leader of your home and, and partnering together with your wife, um, who tends to have, you know, a wise, forward-looking, that women's intuition that can help you. Um, you know, I loved my, my grandma. I loved my grandpa. Um, and his legacy lives on because of how much he loved his daughters, how much he loved his son-in-laws, how much he loved his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren and his great-great-grandchildren. And some of those values that we have that we've built come from that. And family values and memories, those are the legacies that get handed down, you know, from family to family. And, you know, my idea is just I want to build our children to be, you know, citizens that make an impact in where they are. And I was having a very, very deep conversation with one of the girls yesterday. It got emotional, man. I was irritated with myself, but it just happened. And I heard what she was talking to someone who's important to her in her life. Another one of our girls mm. that's going through a hard time. And she's like, and I'm, I'm telling her, I'm telling her X, I'm telling her Y, I'm telling her Z. And this is and this is the this is what it's about and this is the difference and and now I know this from experience and I said those are the lessons I taught you she said I know yeah we had that conversation last night she said I know and that and that is what changed my life and it's like that's that's the biggest that matters to me more I thought I thought the fame had to be on a Hollywood level to make a difference. But I think sometimes us as men, we lack the vision and understanding that the true difference that you make that's like really, really eternal are the people under your roof because that's the ripple effect. Then, though, you know, you hope you have daughters, you hope they go find a man that is similar to you in value so that they're loved like their mother is loved. Mm-hmm. And that is where family famous is so paramount, you know, and props to my wife. I'm, I've been struggling writing this book. I have a deep desire to write this book, man. I want to. He wants more than eight pages. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote and I wrote and I, and it was like very concise and to the point. And I'm, I don't, as you know, listen to this podcast. I'm u- not usually concise and to the point. Um, but Jenny gave me some advice about starting to journal about the people and the topics that I want to write about. The and memories I, that impact those those values. And what I found is that when I wrote, like nobody was going to read it, it just opened up. Yeah. And I wrote. Yep. And I can write, and I can write some more, and I can write. And I started going through those memories. But you, you know, there's a saying in the Christian world that you might be the only Bible or the only church or the only Jesus that people get to see. 
And I think that's the impact you can have as a dad, like as a great husband and a great father. Because you might be the only roadmap that your children truly get to see. And when times get tough, they have someone to look back on and say, well, you know, what would my dad do? What would my true north be? And that's because you've earned that with your family through love. We'll have to do the flip side of that someday. What's that? There there are a lot of women who, um, I guess, it, I don't want to say they look down on, but we don't actually understand the impact you have as a mom. And um, a lot of times, I, I go through this, I, I'm better about it now, but for a long time I just thought I wasn't enough for all of them. Mm. I just couldn't be enough for all of them. There wasn't enough of me to go around. I couldn't be everything for everybody. So I always felt like I was missing the mark as a mom. Mm. But as our girls are growing and I'm listening to conversations and we're having these, you know, three o'clock in the morning talks, um, I'm starting to realize that those things that I thought weren't so impactful actually were. Um, But I think we get so caught up in whether the house is clean enough or whether we got, you know, the bills right or, you know, just the little, they're not little, but the, just the, the business side of being a mom mm-hmm. that sometimes we feel like we're falling short on the emotional connective side of being a mom. And I think that, that a lot of time that's what screws with our head because there is, there is, more right now in the world telling people what our roles should be and who we should be and what that looks like but there's not really a whole lot telling you you're doing great with what you're doing you're doing great and these are the things that you're you're impacting in your kids lives and those kids like when when someone comes to me and says I love teaching your daughter. I love working with her. Yeah. Her work ethic, her mindset, the way she just dives in and goes headfirst on something, even if she doesn't know what she's doing. I appreciate that you've instilled that in her. That's big for me. Absolutely. That's really big for me because a lot of the other people I hear them talk about, they don't do a whole lot. The kid themselves just does they're they're not that type of person. And to hear somebody come in and tell me um, you know, your daughter has such a compassionate heart and the way that she is with kids with special needs and the way that she is with people who are hurting or sick or whatever. It's like they genuinely appreciate who she is and what she does. She got that at home. She did. And that's a big deal because those are the things that um, I think we don't really think about until that moment when somebody brings it up. And I think it's taken for granted that being a mom isn't just, you know, a part-time thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's not just chores. And that to me, that to me is the beauty of calling this family famous and not father famous. Yeah. Because your family, being famous in your family is so freaking awesome. Because it just doesn't stop with mom and dad. I mean... Your grandpa's a freaking legend in his own <laughs> his own lineage. He yeah. is a legend. Yeah, and and Aunt Christie's a legend, and Uncle Josh, 
he's legendary in his areas and Aunt Sally and Aunt Cindy and Aunt Linda. Pappy. And Pappy <laughs> and Gigi and Nan and, you know, and the list goes on and on. And it it's really striking to me as society tries to, like, demonize the patriarchy because they say there's an unhealthy thing about men and toxic masculinity and as they demonize the role of a mom in a home and devalue that to society I look at our life and the impact that it's had on our children and I say you know disparage it despise it do whatever you can whatever you want you know, to talk down about it, but I wouldn't trade it. And that's not to say that, you know, just like you as a mom and a dad, you know, I had to admit some hard things in Bible study the other day because the question was asked. Um, but your all your kids don't need the same thing. No, and, and the beauty of it is as we're going through these memories and we're journaling these things and we're, we're talking about them, I start seeing grandma and grandpa's love language. Mm-hmm. And I start seeing like those things follow down the line. Mm-hmm. And you start looking at, you know, the, the things that the girls love. Like when we went to um, Idaho for Thanksgiving and my girls were bent, we're going to do cookies for Grammy. Because cookies for Grammy is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Grammy loves to make cookies and watch the kids make a mess decorating them. She doesn't even care what the kitchen looks like. And obviously, eight kids, this is going to be a massive destruction. It didn't go exactly the way that they wanted, but they were bent. Grammy doesn't usually put up a Christmas tree anymore because it's just her and Papa. So it's, you know, she didn't really care. Well, when you're bringing the grandkids over, Grammy didn't just get a Christmas tree. Grammy got the Christmas tree the front lights done, the yard decorated, yeah. the house decorated. She got the goodies. And then at the very end, Papa got a train around the tree. <laughs> because these were things that to our kids, it's not Christmas with Grammy unless all of these things are done. They have yeah. to be done. And, you know, my sister played a huge part in making sure that we did the activities and we had things to do. But The paintings? The oh paintings gosh, and all that. Man. But what I saw was the kids wanted the quality time. Mm-hmm. They wanted the connection. They wanted Grammy to feel like she mattered. She was important. The things that she taught them meant something to them. That's right. That's, that's what we're doing. It's not just our marriage. Mm-hmm. It's what do they take from this? And then what do they instill in their kids as they go down the line? Because truth be told, that's really all we have. What we leave behind is them Mm -hmm. and what they do. The money doesn't matter. The houses don't matter. The jobs don't matter. Mm -hmm. It's the people, the memories, and the tradition that we're leaving behind. Exactly. And that embodies the family famous. That embodies the whole picture of it. But that's also, those are our needs. That's our marriage. That's what we need. That, that's, 
That's the just of it. If you can get to the basic of what do you need, what does your marriage need, what do your kids need, mm-hmm. you will build amazing people. Great relationships, common ground, people who can actually think for themselves and yeah. be a benefit and an impact to those around them. And, you know, you learn how to fail and reconcile together. We don't fail, we learn. We don't lose. We learn. Okay, that's your microphone. This one's mine. <laughs> um, there have been times as a parent that I've failed, and I have learned. So they, they do they do go hand in hand for me, which is totally understandable. But um, there's a lot of there's a lot of beauty that comes along with this. It's not something it's not something that you're going to do in a day, or a week, or a few months. But the work putting in the work, working hard towards it, it being intentional in doing these things and understanding how important your purpose is in your in your family. And then it ripples out into the world and the experience of the people you come in contact with. That's what this has all been building for. And it's meaningful and it's amazing. And that's the journey we're on. And that's the journey you are on. And that is why I started this thing with marriage. Because once once Jeannie and I got that right, these other things, even though it's been ugly and messy, these other things start to take shape. And now we can take all these experiences that we've learned and bless you with them to give you the framework to start building it, no matter where you are in your relationship. It's there for you if you want it. And that's what we're here to help you do. Any final words, my love? No. I think we covered it all. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Man vs. Marriage. She's Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, a.k.a. The Q-Dog. Don't forget the email address, Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. And shoot, there's Jeannie, J-E-A-N-N-E, at mvsmpodcast.com as well. So get on it, and we look forward to hearing from you. God bless you guys. Go get after it. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. (laughs) 